you confused? Do you just want to sit and have a chat? We're here. And this podcast is for you. This podcast is here to be confused with you. So thank you for listening to episode one. I assume you listened to episode one if now you're listening to episode two. We do understand it was a bit of all over the place. It was a bit confusing. Um, yeah, hence, the, you know, the name, Confused. Um, it kind of, it, you know, it was an episode. It was a bit all over the shop. I like to think of it as like a pilot in TV shows. Pilots are made to see if it gets lifted up and taken on air. Yeah. We made a pilot. We saw the potential with it. Now we can really hone in on what works and what doesn't. We work. gave it the air under the wings, and now we're trying to. So we really, really get went it off the ground. We went into the pilot with one goal, and that was to come up with a name. Yeah. To just chat, shoot the shit, and come up with a name. Now we're on to episode two. We've written a list of about five dot points. This isn't what the podcast is about. This is what we could cover in the podcast. So we, like we said in episode one, it's nothing is scripted. We're just two guys chatting. But I've got a few dot points of things we can talk about to keep us on track. We realize that we can get off track a little bit. And very easily. Very, very, very easily lose where we're going with that conversation. Very easily. So I've literally got five little dot points, all four words per dot point maximum. Some are two, some are one. The first dot point, four words maximum. I should say five word maximum because the first dot point is five words. Well, there you go. What we want to be is the first dot point. What we want to be, so say you compare what you want to be in year, you know, five. You're probably probably thinking fiery rockstar astronaut big three police officer bloody you know not really I still don't know what I want to be I'm in what I'm in but But that's okay as well though it is okay to not know what you want to do it is although when you spend a lot of money on a career path And you're still not... I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. I love what I do. I don't know if it's what I want to do for life. And I understand that that's a part of life. As a young child, I remember my first idea of what I wanted to be was an architect. I loved my artwork. I loved drawing buildings and cityscapes. I thought, what better way to bring your art to life is to draw a building or draw a house and then have that in the real world. I thought that's the ultimate goal of an artist mm. is to have what you envisioned become reality. Um, so much more to it. So much more to it than that. that. I was a child. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was my father that told me that that is a lot of maths and a lot of smarts to be an architect. And I wasn't amazing at school, especially when I was young. I had dyslexia, I had a speech impediment. Um, I'm not going to get into this now, but... I I had a lot of tests done because of my dyslexia, my speech impediments. Um, I'm in the top whatever percent, top 5% of Australia. However, that doesn't include memory. Memory, I scored way below average. So I've got quite an awful memory. Better than me. I'd love to put that to the test. (laughs) You know how much I forget. That's true. Um, I reckon you, you have a better memory than 
Maybe, maybe. Mine's clinically diagnosed bad memory. This is when you were 10, 10? Around that age. 10 years old. Maybe, maybe 7 to 10. Yeah. Um, now you're 22. Now I'm 22. I'll tell you this much for free. My memory hasn't gotten better. Um, however. I'm just making a bit of pot there. Right? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll get you. <laughs> um, not in a while, but it happened in the past for mm. sure. I was told that it takes a lot of smarts to be an architect. And that wasn't something I was willing to work at, to be 100% honest. And I'm glad now I'm not an architect. Yeah. Um, it wasn't something I was willing to put in the time and the energy. Um, career goal number two was a really good baker. I was all into MasterChef. I didn't love the dinners. I loved the sweets. I loved the baking part of it. That's where the magic's made from. That's the way you can... I mean, now that I'm 22 and I have to cook lunch and dinner like for myself every day, I'm really getting into like my big dinners, my like dinner parties. I love that aspect of it. But growing up, it was all about the sweets. It was all about the pastries. See, I look at those shows and I'm like, they love to cook, like bake stuff in the oven and prepare it. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm like, I love it. Jesus. I still love it. Don't get me wrong to this day. <laughs> I love it, but personally, not professionally. I love to host a dinner party with my friends. I've had you and a few friends over. That's for right. That's good fun. Dinner parties where I like to do a big cook-up, a bit of an entree dinner and a dessert. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Um, I don't want to do it professionally. I was told about the long hours. I was told about the hardships of it. And I realized that that, again, wasn't something I wanted to do. Mm. Well, that, you, know, you, only work, you, know, you only find that out by actually doing it, don't you? Exactly. Um, all through my life, I made movies. Um, growing up at family dinners, I'd make movies with my cousins. Friends are over, I'd make a movie. I'd go on the family holiday, I'd make a movie. Um, but growing up, I wanted to be a writer or work in a magazine company. Yeah. Um, the end goal through 11 and 12 was to have a magazine company. Own my own magazine company, a bit of like a gentleman's style kind of magazine a bit like GQ but a bit of like a younger version of GQ not too Um, sleazy but really exactly GQ gentlemen's quarterly Um, my research project in year 12 was what makes a good magazine cover was my research project Um, that's hard to know though Oh, it's very that's that I did so much research on that on like color schemes, on fonts, on pictures, on what makes people feel good, what makes people feel bad, on like the psyche of it all. And also each magazine being different as well. Exactly. Having to pick your audience, your demographic. That's right. So that was my goal. So when I left year twelve, I signed up for a double degree in the University of English and Creative Writing and Journalism. And then James and I had a gap year. So we finished high school in 2015. 2016, we had a gap year where we worked on a summer camp in America. I'm sure that's going to come up again. That's not what we're talking about now. I'm still on my gap year. You're still on... (laughs) (laughs) We came back from America, end of 2016. And while I was away, we have a really good friend, Luke, who I'm sure we'll hopefully get on the show one episode. We'll get him on. We'll get him on. We will get him on. Um, We'll probably mention him a few times. He studied journalism. And I remember talking to him about his course, asking him what he was doing and what he was doing day to day, week to week, and thinking, fuck that. I don't want to do that. That's not for me. 
So I called up the university and asked them, when can I change my degree? How long do I have where I can change what I'm enrolled into before I get cut off? And they said, cut off days tomorrow. So I had about 12 hours to find a new degree, enroll and start it. So I so get on... about being chucked in the deep end. Right into the deep end. I get onto the website and I start looking through, scrolling through all of the courses and all of the things you can enroll in. And I think, I'm not going to do a double degree. That's too much work. I just want to do a degree in major in English and creative writing. Because I still wanted to do my English. I still love my writing. I still love to write a book one day. And I found media studies. Bachelor of Media Arts. And I thought, I've been making movies. I'd love to see like the director's side, the scriptwriter's side. Like I've been doing movies my whole life. So I'm like, fuck it. You know, on a whim, enrolled into that course. Did that for three years on a whim. Enjoyed most of it, some of it awful, most of it enjoyed, made a few good movies out of it. You've worked on a lot of my movies through university, you've helped me out acting or being in documentaries. Mm. Um, very, uh, some of my favourite work, if I, my favourite documentary is one that we did together, where you were the star, um, Drink, Drank, Drugged. Uh, we spoke about our experiences in Mexico when we were running around gap year. We'll come back to that another time because mm. I'm sure that's a big old topic. That's a good yarn. Um, and then finished university, worked with Drake Supermarkets in their head office, working on their media team, making a lot of their videos and their advertisements. Um, decided I wanted to do this by myself and work for clients. And now I've started up my own media company called Space Other Studios. Um, I've had a lot of awesome people help me out, uh, like Sam, Sam's amazing, he's been filmmaking with me and directing a few things, doing photography, he's awesome, um, I've had a few other people that I won't mention because there's too many, but we love the people I've worked with, but really overall, a lot of it's just me and myself, I want to get into that more, however, there are sides of it like the filmmaking, the editing that I don't love. That I know that I can only do, like I have to do it by myself before I can really afford to pay other people to do it. Um, so once I can get into the role that I want to do, which is like the directing, the script writing, the managing, I really have to do it all by myself, which makes me wonder if I'm doing what I want to do. I spend a whole day behind the camera or editing being like, this isn't what I want to do. Um, maybe I'm in the wrong, the wrong line of work. But I have to realise, long picture, this is going to set me up for the directing, for the managing, for running my own business from more of an outsider point of view. So even today, I still have issues of who I want to be and what I want to do as a job. And I have to try to realise that this might lead to something else. Or maybe this is something that I do for 5 to 10 to 15 years and then find another career path. You don't really know, do you? You just have to kind of jump in the deep end. You can never really know. Head first. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like That's what you're doing, though. Like You didn't know where Space Idol was going to go. You jumped in. I never thought it was going to be a thing. I that's never right. thought I could do that by myself. It's probably worked internationally. And I've worked with two different countries. I've worked in three different countries. I've got plus 15, 10 to 15 clients with an 88% retention rate of holding on to clients. Mm. I've made more than 25 high quality videos that have been published. Um, 
a lot of that I help, but a lot of that I do by myself. So I am proud from where I am, but who knows where I'll be. You need to give yourself some more credit, I would say. Yes. Well, easier said than done. Yeah, that's right. You're a bit hard on yourself. I think we all are as a species. Yes, you're correct in that regard. How about you? Where were you? What was your growing up? What I want to do? Aspirations. Well, I did start a degree of property development. Uh, after the gap year, after the said gap year of twenty year or so, and that lasted for about two weeks, and then I knew, I knew, I reckon I knew after the second day, it just it was, it wasn't that it wasn't inter- interesting. I just wasn't ready to study. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't where I wanted to be at that point in my life, uh, and I kind of had a feeling pretty quick that I just wanted to be, you know, working. You know, making money. I was working, you know, as a, in a casual job at a cinema, working, you know, almost full time hours, but you know, still as a casual, and um, that's felt more natural than you know going to university. And I really was, you know, unintentionally in tune with what I wanted to do or what I felt like I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So you know, going out of high school didn't really have a plan, got a bit of, you know, in a bit of strife, not having a plan because, you know, that's what high school sets you up, up for is to plan, mm-hmm. you know, to set yourself up for life kind of thing and going, you know, into your gap year, not really knowing what you want to do, mm-hmm. but hearing that, you you know, one of your best mates is going to America for about four months to be a lifeguard, you, you think, that sounds bloody good. Where do I sign up? So I've, you know, tagged along. That's it. Wrote on the dotted line and bloody flew over to, you know, USA for a while. And we had, a, you know, good adventure over there and lived it up. Drank lots of beers and, um, yeah, no, seriously made some good connections and, you know, things like made friendships that, you know, led to future ad- adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, you know, meeting. You know, Tommy, Tommy and James and bloody uh, the Irish fellas and um, James from and the UK. English. Yeah. Um, they, you know, later on, I think it was the year after, we went to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Was it St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, yeah. Two years after. Two sorry. years. It Two was, years I reckon after. it was, yeah, 2018. Because we missed the one with the rich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did the one after. We, you know, we knew what we were missing out on, so we could do it next year. So we went next year. So I reckon 2017, it just worked. That whole year, did uh, make a few trips to Hindley, as people do. Mm-hmm. Growing up, you go to town, you <laughs> live the life. Teenage years, just, you know, throw a bit of shrapnel on the pokies and whatnot, as you do. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you grow up and we travelled a bit and um, went to the UK, went to Bali with those same fellas. Um, but overall... This whole time, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, you know, as a career, still trying to figure out who I was as a person uh, and what I wanted to do. That's something I'm still struggling with, to be honest. Figuring out who I am personally as a person, Mm. I could not tell you. It's it's hard to know. It's It's hard hard to know. Like, it's, you have a, you have a very good idea of a sense as to who you are as a person, but... Yeah, because I don't. (laughs) Oh no, 
This is a whole nother, I reckon we could do a whole episode on Hawaii. Okay. And I could talk for 45 well, minutes about. We should say that. We'll write that. Let me write that down now. Write that down now. Um, yeah, still trying to, trying to figure out who you are. When you're 19, 20 years old, you don't know who you are. Like, you have to, you just have to be honest with yourself. You might know, you might think you know who you are. But uh, in two years, so much can change. You'll be a completely different person altogether. Like, it's mm. so, it happens so, so quick. So, what about now? What is Going your... back to now, yeah. If I say, if I was... We are. We're not if we are. James, you today. Mm. What do you want to do? And it's... Can I just say, before... Because I hate this question. I remember leaving high school and asking... People asking me, what do you want to do when you're older? What, do you, what are your plans for the future? I hated it. Because I never felt like I don't know wasn't an acceptable answer. Yeah. I felt like I had to give them a full answer. Mm. So, let's go into these questions again. James... What do you want to do now, knowing that I don't know yet, mm. is a totally acceptable answer? You know, that's a very good question. But not knowing is okay. Like that's you know part of growing up. Um, not knowing exactly. a lot of things. Not knowing maybe who you are. Not knowing what you want to do. Not knowing where you where you know where you're going in life. Not knowing you know. Just a lot, like who your good, really good mates are, who you can rely on. Um, it's just a really, you know, a, a, a hard time to go through for anybody. <laughs> um, but coming out of it the other side, I would like to think that I am going to, uh, you know, really do quite, you know, when I interact with people, I like to pay attention to, you know, what they're experiencing. Like, I hate small talk. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with small talk. I don't know why, but I just can't do small talk. <laughs> um, and I like to get, you know, personal things. And some people don't like talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't like talking about, uh, you know, their personal problems you know, straight off the bat, which I, I guess that's normal, not off straight off the bat. That's a bit much. Um, but, you know, having a good conversation with someone about what their beliefs are, what their opinions are, rather than, you know, Talking about uh, you know the weather or mm. shit that's going down on the weekend mm-hmm. or what you're doing for the weekend, mm-hmm. and it's hard. It's hard to have a good conversation with someone, um, you know, straight off the bat. So I, f- I figured that uh, I was really quite intrigued as to why I had that um, you know, instinct in me to figure out you know what people were about and what they were going through, and you know, try and. And so I've kind of come to the decision that psychology or being a, you know, a psychologist uh, would be, you know, really up my alley. Uh, so that's, you know, after a few years of living life and doing what I wanted to do, but also trying to figure myself out, uh, you know, just really being open to any options that come my way. Uh, I mean, sometimes it, it's hard to know when an option mm. or something like that has come your direction. It's hard to know when... You miss them quick. That's right. Like, it's really, you know, they come quick. And it's, they're easy to miss. So, it's, you know, you've got to really have to keep your hands and your eyes open ready to catch it and see it. And I love it. Yeah. So, so cool that we're landing on. That's where I'm at. And I, it's, it, it's right. And, and it's right. Yeah, that's right for you. I haven't made any, uh, you know, 
footings towards that yet. But you don't but have I to know, but I know that's where know I'm going to end up. So from now on, your decisions. I saw a quote once. I don't know if this is what you're doing, but I saw a quote once that every decision from now on, you're going to make towards that goal. Mm. And you don't have to act on that decision fully, but you can make the decisions you make now, yeah. act towards that goal. So we're back from a little bit of a break, and I've got my notes here. And the second dot point, three words, being by yourself. Just having a bit of an alone time, really. How humans deal with that. How we can talk about how animals deal with that. Just, I mean, I'll leave that to you. I'm going to say being by yourself. Pick that up and run with it. Um, it's, in, it's interesting though. Like everyone behind, it's like another sort of like behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. What people do when they're on their own. That's yeah. That's a cool place to take it. That's like a, it could be a dark place to take it, mm-hmm. but um, being on your own, you know, you're taking care of yourself. That could potentially be where you're the most, depending on your environment. So if you're on your own, stuck on your phone, mm-hmm. you're not being productive. You're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You might be having a good time. You might be having, you know good like you know positive emotions as soon as you get off your phone those you know emotions go away because mm-hmm. you're no longer having a good time uh, but say if you're on your own uh, and you have a good morning routine you know you might say you get up you do a bit of yoga as soon as you get out of bed nice stretch and stuff that's like that's probably the, the healthiest thing you can do for yourself as soon, as, yourself. soon as as soon as you wake up mm-hmm and that's by yourself. I like how you took it to the behind closed doors thing because it's a huge point like in psychology and cultural. That's who people really are. Well, that's how we... Yeah. I mean, that's a really good argument that that's who people are. I know, however, sometimes I feel more like myself when I'm in a group of people than when I am alone. Yeah. Um, I study like culture is one of my sub like topics in uni we had to do it it was a prerequisite and we did a lot of work on the different environments you are related to the different personalities you have and the different like we more took it back to how you talk to people and how you show yourself how I can sit with you and have a conversation and I wouldn't speak the same or talk the same if I sat with my uni professor or with my boss at my high paying job Mm. or with my mother or my father or my grandmother like, you have different masks you kind of wear, which are all versions of you. You're just holding some things back. You're bringing some things forward. You have these different levels of how open you are and what versions of yourself you show with different groups and with different people. That doesn't mean that's not you. You can talk to your grandmother and talk to your best friend. One you might be more honest with, but that doesn't mean you're not yourself talking to your grandmother. It's how you portray yourself or how you decide you're going to portray, portray yourself mm. with these certain peoples. So you might be a real prick and you might steal things from the supermarket, but when you're with your grandmother, you're probably the sweetest grandson she's, she's ever had. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that's not you. That's right. You can still be that person. with your, You are that person to your grandmother. That's right. Like how much of who you are is how people perceive you. 
and there and that's a that's it's good because it's like that part of you while you may be you know throwing just as an example be stealing be stealing things from supermarkets mm -hmm. you still have that good nature in you to be treating your grandmother with respect and being very kind mm -hmm. um if i can talk to you about how you feel when you're by yourself how do you deal with being I mean we weren't gonna mention it it's not a topic it's a reference point the COVID-19 mm. a lot of people are in self-isolation um, we're keeping a reasonable social distancing we're not sharing cups we're not hugging we're not kissing we've got sprays and hand wipes and we've been as safe as we can yeah. um how you, a lot of people are dealing with being by themselves for the like a reasonable period of time personally how do you feel you handle being by yourself i don't mind my, I don't mind my own company mm -hmm. i um for a while there a couple of years back when i was you know just working a lot was quite heavily into um, you know smoking. I um, I was just spending a lot of time on my own, mm -hmm. and I didn't it didn't phase me all that much. You know I would socialize a fair bit with work and all that, and um, didn't really you know mind you know my own personal space and being on my own. I guess it gives you more time to think uh, about who you are as a person um, and reflect on you know actions that you've made and. Um, yeah, it's quite intriguing, really, being on your own. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah, I know you, you said you said you feel more like yourself when you're with other people. Yeah, and I mean, That's that can mean a lot of things, really. There's a old Buddhist proverb I always like to think back to is that if you're, I'm going to paraphrase it here, that if you're friends with yourself, you're always in good company, like... If you like hanging out with yourself, you're never alone, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I like, I do like my own time. There are times where being by myself, I'm a bit like, hmm, I like to be surrounded by people. I feel more comfortable around people. I feel like I don't think as much. If they, like, if I'm, let's say, like this right now, we're just hanging out. I don't think as much about who I am, who I'm going to be, what I'm going to do. I can really relax into myself and just talk naturally. Mm. When I'm sitting by myself, I feel like I'm really like, we call it spiraling. We've had a lot of conversations in the past about spiraling. But it's not really spiraling. It's just getting into a like a mind wave, really, yep. of the same thing. And you kind of think of it over and hard to get out it's hard that. to get out of it and you start to rethink the same thing over and over or you start to focus on one thing and really hone in on it and fall down a bit of a rabbit hole and i've been learning a few new techniques to deal with this my favorite one is the cloud the cloud theory mm. i got told about it by um someone who helps like a therapist with um, meditation where you see your thoughts as though you're lying on a field and your thoughts are clouds and you see a cloud, you can pick out what shape it is. You say, oh, that looks like an elephant or whatnot. And you see it come, you see it go across the sky and you see it leave. And you think about that thought. You think, oh, there's a thought. I see it's making me unhappy. You see it come, you see it go, and then it's gone. That's right. And um, you can see them that make you happy and they're sad. 
you're there in the moment and his thoughts come and go and you really try to disassociate, not disassociate as much, sorry, detach yourself from them so they don't really control your emotions. You let them be thoughts so that they're coming and going. It's just, it's, it's free-flowing self moving mm-hmm. away from you. Because they're natural and they're like clouds. They're going to come, they're going to go, everyone's going to have them. It depends on how much energy you give to the thought that gives it the power. Yeah. So being by myself, there are times where I really, all I want is to be by myself. I love my own time. I want a few good days to a week or to two weeks where I don't see anyone, I don't talk to anyone. It's a long time. It's a long time. And I've, I've done it where I am very happy. No, maybe I have a message or two over Facebook or Instagram or a phone call, but I won't see anyone. I remember I was house sitting, and it was just me and Diesel, my dog. Yeah. And for a while, Diesel wasn't there, and it was just me for the first half. And then the second half, I think Diesel came back from a family trip, but I was still house sitting. And I remember talking to Diesel and having like, because I talk to Diesel all the time. You talk to your um, dogs. You talk to your dogs. Yeah. I think everyone does. Yeah. I hope I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do the exact same. Um, and I remember talking to Diesel and using my voice and having a really big moment of clarity of using my voice and it's sounding really croaky and awkward and it's because I haven't spoken in four or five days. I haven't said a word in four or five, like I literally, and I remember thinking like, why does that, like, why is it so hard to talk right now? And it's because I haven't spoken mm. in like four or five days. And the first time I spoke, it was to Diesel and it was weird. It, it didn't come out naturally. It didn't sound like me. It was croaky. I had trouble speaking like more like when you come out of a cold, not so much yeah. like you're learning yeah, yeah. to speak I, for the first time. I know exactly. Like your vocal cords are not. Your vocal cords up. aren't just like aren't being used to being used and I remember sitting there and having that thought like I and I didn't notice hmm. I didn't notice I haven't spoken to someone for four or five days and that was a, like a point for me to sit and reflect I was like I can't believe I haven't spoken to people in four or five days I'm surprised I feel as good as I feel yeah. you know what I mean yeah um so that was a really nice moment of being alone. Like, but then there are other times where I just want company. I'm alone. I'm forced to be alone. I'm like, I want to see someone. I want to do something. I want to be out. I'm sick of sitting here with my own thoughts. Like, it really depends at the stage you are at life, where you want to be, where you like you think you're going to be, and who you want to spend your time with. If you feel like you haven't got anyone to spend your time with, you might be happy being alone. If you prefer your company with someone else you might miss them a lot more and not want to be alone nearly as much so i think being alone is a really awesome thing that a lot of humans aren't great at doing i think we've really become a communal thing that we need to spend time with people we are so we are social beings we are very social very social it's hard to yeah unprogram that maybe for a week and I'm not saying have a life of solitude. Mm. I'm saying really try to sit there and figure out who you are and become friends with yourself. I've got a saying, our inner monologue is a huge thing, I think. And someone told me a saying that if a friend spoke to you, 
like you speak to yourself, would you be friends with that person? And that's something I try to reflect on at the end of every day, is to hear how I'm speaking to myself and if that is positive and uplifting to my being, because I can relate it to how my friends speak to me or even also how I speak to my friends. If I make a mistake and my inner monologue is telling me, you're an idiot, what have you done? Like, you're stupid, you should have made this mistake. However, if you made the same mistake, full honestly, I'd be like, no worries, this is easy to overcome, let's get past it, it's not an issue. And I'd believe that honestly for you, mm. but I wouldn't believe that honestly for me. And that sounds really, I mean, I guess it is very hypocritical, but it's not like me putting on a facade being like, oh, like, it's fine, yep. but I just, I guess if we really get into it, I just guess I hate myself. More than you, I hate you. And so you have this negative voice in yourself. And I think that sounds really dark. I think a lot of humans don't realize how much they hate themselves in a really subconscious sense. They, yeah, they really do uh, have a tendency to pick themselves apart and not see the positives in mm -hmm. their traits, personalities. 100%. Um, and they like to pick apart themselves. And I think now is a good time to mention a thought I wrote down okay. a couple of days ago. Um, I could have heard this somewhere. I kind of believe that I kind of thought of it. It just came to me. Um, if you've heard this somewhere before, I'd love you to hit me up with it. I haven't... I don't remember hearing it anywhere is what I'm saying. I might have subconsciously heard it somewhere and spat it back out myself. Um, it says, if you're going to allow yourself to have these big highs, like accomplishments in life, that you know won't happen every day, you also have to allow yourself to have these lows that will come and go. So like, I guess what I'm trying to write there is that if you're going to have these big days that you know isn't always going to be there, if you have a really big accomplishment and like, that was really cool, but you realise life isn't going to always be on that level of a high, then why is it when you have these really big low days, you think of that, to be the rest of your life. You think, oh, my life's over, like this sucks. So when you have these low days, try to think of the high days you've had and realize that they've come and they've gone and try to look at the low days on the same spectrum. Is that they're here now, but they'll be gone tomorrow or the next day. Is that, and that the human, we have a really hard time doing that. We do have a really uh, hard time of letting go. Mm. Um, it's hard to get into a headspace where you think that you are in, you know, so you're in a negative headspace in the present. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, this sucks. Like, I can't believe that just happened. That's so embarrassing. You instantly just feel awful about yourself for maybe the next hour or so. It's really hard to get out of that, out of that headspace. Next day or so. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's just, it's really not beneficial. It's just like, if, if you... What I would do personally is just be aware of how that has made me feel. Mm -hmm. So whatever I've done, I've embarrassed myself. I'm like, oh, that's embarrassing. Or say I'm feeling jealous or I'm feeling angry or super sad. I'm, I get aw I'm aware of those emotions and then I you know, am aware of how I'm dealing with those emotions as well. And I find that really beneficial uh, to be, you know, understanding why I'm reacting in the way that I am. 
Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really uh, being aware is a huge thing. It's really, it's not, mm. it's not easy, but it's all, like, it's not all that difficult though either. It's just, yeah. you know, when you get into a situation where you might be super angry, it's just being, you know, aware enough to deal with the anger in the appropriate way. It's not letting the emotion overcome you. Mm. It's letting you still be in control of the emotion. That's correct. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's a big thing I've heard about in a lot of my meditation tapes and a lot of my um, therapy sessions is making sure that emotion is something that you're still in control of. So that's a something that I think a lot of us forget. It's not not being able to do it, it's forgetting to do it in the moment. So that's cool. I like that. It's just, yeah, just taking your breath, remembering to breathe, remembering to breathe. And uh, feeling that silence, you just breath. So with that, I reckon we'll let you guys just sit down. This podcast is going to end in a minute or two. Once it's over, sit down, have a breath, have a self-reflection. Um, breathe in, breathe out. Really feel like whether you're listening to this in the car, um, at home, before bed, when you wake up. Just sit down, give yourself three or four minutes to sit, see how you're feeling, see where you're at, reflect on your emotions that you've had during the day or that you would like to have during the day and just really take a moment to put your emotions where they should be and separate yourself from them while acknowledging them and realizing they're a part of being human. Thanks again for listening in and... Uh letting us speak into your ear holes for a while and hearing our thoughts and, you know, our history and our opinions on the world and where things are and what's going on in our lives, you know, in terms of our experience. Hopefully it won't be long before episode three comes out. Um, if we'll leave you with anything, it's to not take life too seriously. Have a breath when you need it. Have some alone time. Really try to sit with yourself. Be comfortable with yourself. Live with your ups. Live with your downs. And love your fellow human. Remember to breathe. Remember to breathe. Love you. Bye. Cheers. See you next time, guys. Dilly dilly.